This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on Old Dan. And we're bringing you these studies, have been now for several weeks, on the home. We're looking at the first home, the man, the head of the home. And right now, today, we've been there for a day or two, the wife, the queen of the home, the mother, the queen of the home. And uh, these these studies are very uh, interesting to me and very prosperous to me. And I learn, uh, and I hope you're learning something from them. We, we just being uh, down to earth. We don't have any highfalutin. Uh, I told uh, my congregation the other day, I'm glad we don't have theological professors to speak to us because we wouldn't understand it anyhow. No, we just old cornfield uh, bumpkins that we are, just an old sinner saved by grace. And the Lord gives us grace to be true to thy word. And you don't have to be smart to, to know what God's word says. You just take your you know, dictionary and a good concordance and the Bible and sit down and you can find everything the Lord wants you to have, and the Lord will lay on your heart what he has in store for you. But, my friend, we're looking now uh, at the woman, uh, her place in the home, the woman, the queen of the home. And uh, we've been there now for several days, and I mentioned to you that these messages are available on CDs and uh, on the home. This series on the home, is uh, they're available now. I've offered them for $1 per CD plus postage. And uh, you write me, let me know, and we'll send them to you. So you you pray for me. Would you do that as we go on? All we're doing is trying to get out the gospel. Just got out. We don't have any ulterior motive. We don't have any problem. we just bringing you what the Lord says. And we saw in our last study there in 1 Peter 3, 1, likewise, likewise, likewise. Now, let me go back. Christ is the head of the home. And then it says, likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they may without the word be won by the conversation of their wives. Now, folks, some folks don't understand that. My friend, all you can do is live in front of your husband, my wife, friend, or vice versa. My, my, my man, friend, my husband, friend, if, if you are, uh, know the Lord and Christian man, and your wife won't have it, objectionable to everything, you got to live in front of her. You can't shove it down her throat. You can't force her to do one thing. But you can live in front of her. You can be kind to her, gentle to her, and you can reprove her with the Word of God sometimes in love, just like the children. Those children know if you and Mama are worshiping the Lord. They know if you saved. You say they know you. Yes, they know if you saved. They know, my friend. They know. They're not dumb. Children are not dumb. They know. So why not live in front of them? That's all you can do. Here the Lord God of heaven is still pressing home that truth to the heart of the wife to be in subjection to her own husband. And he brings out a new thought here, and that is even though the husband is not saved, or we could turn that around, even though the wife is not saved, the wife is to be in subjection to him to her own husband. This truth is expressed also in Titus 2.15. The wives should be obedient to their own husband, that the word of God be not blasphemed. When you see a wife who rises up in disobedience to her husband and in defiance of his voice of authority, she's in rebellion against God, against the word of God, and in her disobedience, the word of God is blasphemed, my friend. Oh, I wish that would sink home 
to many of our homes, our families. It works both ways. It works both ways. If the wife is disobedient to her husband, she's walking out of God's will, whether she's saved or lost. Do you believe a saved woman can be disobedient to her husband? Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. I sure do. But if she's truly saved, she'll come away from there confessing and crying, Lord, don't let me. Lord, break it. Lord, don't let me. Don't let me do that. My friend, same way with the husband. Now, do you know what? You know where a confession box is, my friend? We're not talking about a place where you go in a dark place and confess your sins to some earthly man. No, we're talking about the Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. How can you go on with unconfessed sin in, in your heart, my friend, my lady friend, or my friend? Listen, this is God's word on the place of a woman in the home and her relationship to her husband. For you, my lady, to rebel against this message is to rebel against God's word. It's not me. You can take it out on me if you want to. Tell you, oh, I ain't listening. I'm not listening to that old trailblazer. He's an old crazy kook. He's meddling in my business. Well, did you know it's my business to meddle in your business? The Lord, the Lord called me to preach the gospel, to be instant in season and out of season. And that's my responsibility. If I see you in rebellion against your husband, it's my business to call attention to it. I call your number first, and then if that don't work, I call your name. You say, Trailblazer, you call a name? I say, yes, I have done in the past, my friend. And then I have folks come to me once in a while, say, Pastor, I'm glad you called my name. The Lord took that thing home to me and, and caused me to, to reflect on how I was living, how I was doing, how I was what I was doing, and I never will get through praising the Lord for you being true to my soul. Did you know every preacher is commanded ordained to be true to the souls of men? And how in the world can, a, can an individual stand in front of a massive congregation or a dozen, whatever, and not be true? I tell my pastor friends, young men especially, get a broomstick and stick it up your backbone. Put it upside your backbone and take some duct tape and tape it to your backbone and get off that, get off of that compromising a pity, pity party that you having, you dismiss sin in there. Well, you know, we all just sinner. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're redeemed by the blood, and the Lord has forgiven us our sin and broke that power in our heart. And we cannot go on day by day living like hell. That's not a Christian spirit. And then you walk in front of your wife like that, my friend. You think she's ever going to turn to the Lord? Same way with you, my wife. Oh, but listen, listen. I won't let me, let me get back. You take all these preachers' wives and all these religious leaders in the church, I don't care how religious they are or what position, as long as they run their homes, they're in disobedience unto their husband. They're not saved. Now, I mentioned in the study before, I've seen these women. I call them old bell cow. Pastor's wife sits out there on the, wherever and uh, keeps her eye on the pastor, and if he gets a little bit too close to stepping on somebody's toe, she winks and nods and shakes her head, and he looks over there for her, okay? Might the man, not, man be better off digging taters somewhere. If you, that's what you do, preacher? Is that what you do? You got to get a sermon okayed by your wife? My friend, you'd be better off digging taters. Oh, hell won't be hot enough for a man that compromises God's word 
because of a wife that leads him around by the nose. You ever seen one of those fellas? I have. I've seen them, my friend. I know some of them. They're just obedient unto their wives instead of obedient to the Lord. And you say, well, you're just judging, Trailblazer. No, I'm not. I'm not. I know black when I see it and white when I see it. And I know those things. And it don't take long. It don't take long in a congregation to see who's, who's leading who. Now, my friend, I'm doing my best to be true to your soul. I'm asking you to take thought on how your life is, especially you young preachers out there. Are you the voice of authority in your church? Listen now. Listen. The old trailblazer is a pastor of this church here in First Baptist Church of Algiers. I'm the voice of authority. I am. I am, my friend. The buck stops here. That's where it stops at. And I have folks call me and ask me things and say, if you need to do this and do that. I said, no, I can give you an answer right now. We're not going to do that. Well, I don't have to take it before the, some kind of committee or something or another. No, no. I have a group of men we call the Board of Trustees here who, who I've come to know over the years, and they know the Lord, and, and, and we agree on many things. But the daily routine work of, the, of this church is, is my responsibility, and I accept that responsibility. I do because the Lord, the Lord, and I quivered, quake, and shake a lot of times. But the Lord gave me a verse of scripture a long time ago. He said, certainly I'll be with you. And I make a lot of mistakes. Don't, don't let me even intimate that I don't make mistakes. Sure I do, but I learn from them. You ever make a mistake? Oh, my friend, I heard a fellow say one day, he said the only time he was ever wrong was when he said he was wrong and he wasn't. No, my friend, listen, listen, that's, that's terrible. But I make lots of mistakes. But you know what? I have a, a blessed Redeemer. Who, who saved me, who forgave me, who washes me, and I go there, be cleansed on a daily basis, and uh, he tells us we confess our sin, he'll forgive us, and he's long-suffering with us. I don't understand why he would ever save an individual like me or like you, but I tell you, wives, I'm, tell, I'm giving you God's instructions. Be in subjection to your husband, and I tell you what you do. If you become obedient to him, and begin to treat him like somebody and love him and care for him and show him you love him, he'll be a different person. He'll be a different person, my friend. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you. I challenge you to try it. You just be kind to him, gentle to him, and uh, and don't always have a sour sour look on your face. Don't always be pouted up when he comes home from work, but meet him at the door with a sweet kiss or a hug and say, darling, I'm glad you made it home all right. Come on in and get some coffee. Well, my friend, we've just lost all of this. That's why I'm bringing you these studies. We've lost all of this. We live like a, a helter-skelter world. A lot of us do, and there's no love there, and it's all against God's will. The Lord wants us to love one another. He wants our home where folks come in to visit or to salesmen or somebody. He, want, they want, he wants them to see the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts. Is that in your home, my friend? Or is your home just a just a, a place where they're screaming and cutting up and carrying on? First of all, it will be if you don't make the children mine. We haven't got to that yet. We're going to get to it. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And I know, I know, I know some homes where the teenagers are running the homes. It'd be better off if they'd never been born. Be better off if they went to the juvenile home where they're person of authority would would command them just like i tell you oftentimes i believe every young boy and girl who gets out of high school or drops out ought to be 
made to serve a couple of years in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, or something, or Marines. And they'd learn obedience to say, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. You may, you may not ever say that to your parents, my young boy, my young girl. I know they're listening. You better wake up. Yes, sir, and no, sir, no, ma'am. Mother, may I go here? May I go there? No. Okay, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. But, my friend, we've lost the voice of authority in our home. We've lost it in our school. We've lost it. And I tell you, you think we'll ever get it back, Trailblazer? No. But one here and one there. You, you ask me, are the masses being saved? No. No, they're not being saved. But one here and one there, like pole line fishing. You get on the creek bank and you catch one in this little hole. Go down the creek in another curve and you catch another one. That's what we do here, pole line fishing. But I'll tell you what, pray for me, would you do that? Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer? Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And you like these messages on CD, you write me. I'll quote you a price on the whole series. Make it so economical you can't turn it down. You give it to your friends, your children, or maybe your preacher, or whatever, my friend. Would you do that? And then pray for me. I wish you would. Just pray for me. Tell me you love me. And tell me you pray for me. I'm praying for you. Goodbye and God bless you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.